everyone, and welcome back to the Short Staff Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 8, uh, The Spiritual Discipline of Journaling. This past Sunday, we listened to an excellent sermon by Pastor Tony Collins on journaling. So, Tony, why don't you take it away and uh, give us a little bit of the rationale behind your sermon, some of the things you uh, learned in your study and preparation for it, um, and, and just give us a, a little bit of a nutshell of what you talked about. All right. We... Um... You know, when we think about journaling, um, it, it's one of those spiritual disciplines that a lot of times, probably if we were writing the book, it might not make the book. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't engage in it very much. Uh, it's not something that, you know, we're commanded, it's like we're commanded to pray or commanded to read the Bible. But I really like uh, what Donna Whitney said, journaling blends Bible and daily living like two, like the confluence of two great rivers into one. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I thought that really summarizes, when you're thinking about uh, journaling, uh, you know, it's, it's, again, it's not something that is uh, essential, uh, but it is something very beneficial. It, it is something that can uh, bring about a great deal of reflection and a great deal of... Um, a focus and accountability, uh, you know. So, I, I came out of, um, of Psalm seventy-seven, and, and when you're reading the Psalms, it's almost like you're reading hmm. journals. I mm-hmm. mean, you're you're getting the raw emotion yeah, of the psalmist, and um, and so something almost private. Yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah. Many of the things in the Psalms, you know, you you think, wow, that that was really raw, hmm. and um, and so. When, when you're living in the Psalms, and, and a lot of times we do our devotional readings in Psalms, and so you're, you're getting the raw uh, emotion of, of the experience. And, and that's really uh, what happens also when you, when you begin to journal, is that it, it will cause you to, to, to reflect and to think about the hand of God in your life, and uh, it, it may stir up emotion. Yeah. Uh, it, it may stir up feelings. There may be things that you're even struggling with that, that you put in your journal uh, seasons. I, I think that it's important we recognize that there may be seasons that we don't journal. And then there's seasons that we are really uh, driven to, to putting some thoughts down and, and, and getting this season of my life, you know, to look back on and to see God's hand upon it. Um, but when I, when I was thinking about the message, and of course it was a short message because we had, we had a, a short amount of time Sunday evening to unpack this, but uh, Donald Whitney's book is is excellent chapter on this, and there's much more you could unpack. But I, I kind of focused on those two things: reflection and accountability. And uh, and so the reflection is uh, is so beneficial because we get so busy, uh, we pray about things and we move on. We we have burdens and needs and trials, and and then they go by the wayside. And we never slow down long enough to see what God did in the midst of them. Um, his hand leading us in our life. So I think it's really a good thing to help us to see the providential hand of God in, uh, in our life in the long view. Because a lot of times in, in the short view of things, the emotions are so raw or the hurt is so deep or the trial so great or the temptation that we lose our perspective, mm-hmm. but but when you look back on it, you know, we you know hindsight's twenty twenty. So when you when you look back on your spiritual journey, and I think journaling helps you to do that, you appreciate 
over a long period of time how God has led you. Mm, that's right. And his hand on every, he's orchestrated events and, and moved you from place to place and, and so many things. So reflection was a big part of the, of the message. And then accountability. Um, for me personally, uh, I've journaled since the, the 1980s. And I primarily started it personally for accountability, to hold myself accountable. And, um, and so when I talked to, in the message Sunday night about uh, journaling, you know, the, the Puritans especially, <laughs> when they journaled, they would ask themselves hard questions. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, you know, your, your private journal, at, as, you're, as you're doing this, you can say to yourself, you know, did I, did I look at something today that I shouldn't have? Did I have some impure thoughts today? Do I have anger? Have I, have I wounded a brother that I need to go and, and be reconciled with, you know, have I spent time in the word today? Have I spent time in prayer today? So the journaling can be uh, as much about accountability as, as it is reflection. But, but those two things together, when you, when you journal with an open Bible and a heart that is seeking to be in communion with God through prayer, it is two rivers. I mean, it's the convergence mm. of two rivers into one. And, and the, the wonderful thing about it, and the thing that really, you know, you talk about how God does things. How wonderful that Sunday night, my last point was talking about leaving behind a heritage and a legacy for our kids and our grandkids. Mm-hmm. But, you know, because I, I do funerals all the time and ask people, they don't even know whether the person was a believer or not. How tragic. I, I don't want there to be any doubt when I'm dead. You know, was grandpa a believer? Is grandpa in heaven? You know, so journaling is, is going to be leaving behind to future generations. And then Sunday night to be able to vote into membership, uh, Brother Ken, who was a man who found his granddad's Bible and began to read his granddad's Bible and came to Saving Faith. Yeah. You know, and God he had, just he had notes yeah, in the yeah, had, his Bible, yeah. so he, in his Bible. So he got to read little things that's that cool. his granddad put in there. And so, man, the treasure of our Bibles, mm. you know, that we're going to leave behind. That's right. Uh, so it, it's, it's just one of those things that I think is a benefit and an enrichment that many people um, neglect. And again, we're not commanded to, but boy, it's, it can be beneficial. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Pastor Zed, did you think of any uh, additional benefits? I know Pastor Tony uh, covered quite a bit. Any any other purposes or benefits that uh, you'd like to put on the table to journaling? Because I know you've gone through seasons of, uh, of journaling quite consistently. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, consistent sometimes and inconsistent in others, yeah. like he said. But just uh, with the reflection, it helps you look back on uh, the promises of the Lord mm-hmm. and answered prayer. So as you, um, you know, in, in journaling down what you're reading, uh, what you've learned, and then uh, I normally don't write out all of my prayers, but I'll write down, uh, you know, short prayers in reflection upon reading the scripture. Yeah. And then uh, you're able to look back and see how God has he's kept his promises. He's faithful, mm-hmm. and he's been faithful to answer your prayer. It yeah. may not be how you thought or what you wanted at that time, but mm-hmm. you see uh, his, uh, his, his faithfulness in answering you. Mm-hmm. And um, that is, that's big to go back, especially when you're going yes. to a time of life when things are uh, 
or the Lord may seem quiet, or you don't seem to hear from Him, um, or you're going through, um, you know, struggling with anxiety or depression or anything mm-hmm. like that. You can look back and see that, you know, God is uh, God is you know He's steady Eddie. He stays. He's going to be there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. through it all, and and He will answer. And so, when the the nights are dark or uh, the days are dark, mm-hmm. just uh, remain uh, consistent to seek him and to cry out to him and uh and you're able to you're able to looking back on those journals helps you through that yeah. time to to remain consistent and remain uh faithful because it it's a good mm-hmm. reminder of yes, his faithfulness absolutely. So. absolutely i know you as you walked through the the uh the ministry to your mother before she passed away mm-hmm. and i've been there and and so there's there's things and seasons of life yes that um that are fresh at that moment, and if you don't capture it, mm-hmm. you know, we get a year or two down the road and we forget right, the freshness right. of it. You're mm-hmm. right, yeah. And so I think it is important. You know, I mentioned the fact that, that Spurgeon uh, always kept a notepad beside of his bed mm-hmm. because he, he wanted to be a good steward of anything that God gave him, and that's even in the middle of the night. If God mm-hmm. if God woke him up with a dream, uh, you know, and, and he said many times he woke up preaching, and so anything that he, he didn't want to lose it. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we are forgetful people. Could be wrong. I, I think yeah. I heard that his wife recorded one of his sermons one time. I'm, I'm sure. From his, from his dreams, he was preaching it out loud, and she wrote it down. Right. And he ended up preaching. I, I could be wrong, but I think David Tucker may have told us that years that's ago. That's possible, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... That's a lot that's of faith hilarious. in your wife as yeah, well. Right. You get up and then right. preach what she wrote down. But I don't think yeah. that was the norm for Spurgeon. But, I mean, he did have uh, I have read that as well. But. but how often have we lost nuggets? <coughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's why, as I also said, when you're studying your Bible, um, and if you have a little notepad laying there, mm-hmm. so because there are times that God just gives you, and it may not be something that um, that is for the sermon that you're preaching right now. Mm-hmm. Or even where you're at at this moment in your life, but it's such a good nugget that you need to uh, you need to down. put it down. Yeah. 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 Well, we're a real smart society now. We pride ourselves on, uh, you know, being um, educated and wise, and we're smart, which very few people know a second language. Uh, very few people are reading, and therefore, very few people are writing. They don't. Right. They don't, yeah, they don't yeah. like to write. So yeah. it, it is a discipline. Yeah. Well, as, writing is going to go by the wayside. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's still true, but a few years ago I heard there wasn't even teaching cursive writing. Right. You know, to, to yeah. kids in, in school. So um, we're going to live on a keypad. And, and that also brings up, it, it is possible to journal mm-hmm. with electronic media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Yeah, our brother with Cameron, all the, Cameron writes stuff down on his. Right. You know, with all the negative does. that that social media and Facebook is, it does have a positive. And, mm-hmm. and one of the positives is that thing that pops up your memory <laughs> and, and um, something that you may look back in five years ago, mm-hmm. something you posted, something mm-hmm. you wrote, somewhere <laughs> you were that God was doing. Mm-hmm. And, good or bad, it's going to come back to get you. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. yeah. But how wonderful that it, yeah. that it is often... Uh, something that we had forgotten about, mm-hmm. but we go back and look, and because I know that there's many times I've gone back and listened. You know, ten years ago, and I look, and, and I was preaching through some 
text and I had posted something and now it's there and yeah. it's reminding me. Yeah, and so, now we also have pictures that go along with yeah. those reminders. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't really, unless yeah. you're a good drawer, you can't put in your journal. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are, yeah. instead of blogging, they're vlogging. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The yeah. vlog. Yeah. yeah the, you know what the, the vlog the video, is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, just making sure. Video. You're a dinosaur, so I don't I'm know. a dinosaur, but you know, know, even a dinosaur was. can have his, you know, one foot. <laughs> Trendy. One foot each age, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no. Maybe I think you should start vlogging. No. I no? I don't need to vlog. Okay. Yeah. Man, I follow you. <laughs> I can't promise I'd listen. Yeah. <laughs> vlog. Yeah. yeah. Now, for me, I've, I've gone through uh, different, the different purposes of uh, journaling have found uh, there four at different seasons of life. Like, like I like to take a journal uh, with me. Uh, when I go on a mission trip, mm-hmm. and I usually have a certain purpose in mind that I'm going to write that entire week or right. two, um, and then there's times whenever uh, I just don't know what to think about a situation, so I just take my my pen and my my journal, and I'll be writing down my prayers because I, I am a distracted mind. My own thoughts distract me into thinking through things, and so if I really need to uh, make sure I focus in my prayer life, man, that the journal is mm-hmm. like the best instrument for me mm-hmm. to really help me focus. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just different seasons, you know. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll find that the different purposes of journaling uh, find their place in, in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so it, it, it is a, a discipline that we would commend to everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Um, another arsenal in your toolbox. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or another tool in the arsenal is yeah. actually how it's supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. um, but other than the... Uh, purposes and the benefits of journaling there are also several different ways to journal we talked about um using electronic devices you Mm -hmm. you got the ipad and and now ipads can come with pens and stuff right which is fantastic that way we don't lose our ability to write um i found it really really interesting that all it all started with the crayon (laughs) for you personally yeah Yeah. you were journaling with a crayon yeah i mean Literally. Was that when writing we were in Bonner? Remember, yeah, yeah. Remember when you were writing pictures to your, you know, drawing, you know, writing letters to your parents I thought you were talking about, like, mankind started journaling <laughs> with, with, the no, with the crayon. I was like, no. I'm sure it was, like, no. charcoal on probably, a cave wall. Yeah, probably, probably I think charcoal. it was charcoal on a cave wall. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, there, there are a lot of different methods, way to, ways to go about structuring your journal. Um, it can be as complicated as... Our late brother Jonathan Edwards, who you can no joke like get your PhD in studying Jonathan Edwards journals. Yeah, it's um, incredible. His method of journaling is just uh, amazing with cross references and, and notes and several different uh, actual <laughs> like journals. His, right? Like his resolutions. Yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> it's it's incredible. Um, uh, it can be very complex uh, if you're going to do cross-references and journal your whole life and uh, keep everything organized and structured, or you can have just a loose structure day by day um, with the simple headings of uh, Scripture, right? You write down the Scripture that you read. Um, you know, prayer. prayer. You write down a little little prayer, uh, a goal, right? Uh, you have... Uh, biblical goals that you're setting for yourself <clears throat> that you want to keep track of and uh, how good you, you you did in fulfilling that. Maybe you wanted to share the gospel with somebody this week um, and you set that as a goal and and you're recording your progress in that. 
Um, and so it can be a simple way to just monitor your own um, faithfulness and exercising the spiritual disciplines. Right. Which right now, that's where I'm at with journaling. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got a journal that I'm keeping. Not um, Right now, I'm in a season of very, very irregular. Uh, but when I pick it up, uh, well, open confession is good for the soul. It is, man. I'm confessing <laughs> you and everyone listening. Um, and I, I told you uh, before you preach, I said, convict me real good because I need to be uh, uh, more faithful in my journaling. But it does it. I'm able to say, okay, this is what I read today, uh, and here's my prayer, and, and these are the things I'm working on. And uh, you just kind of see progress as the day goes by. And if I get uh, open it up and there's a few days where there's nothing there, I'm like, Yep, time to get back to work, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that accountability then kicks in um, as I'm trying to hold myself accountable. Um, any other methods that you guys have tried um, in journaling? Just keep it day by day on the same page. You can mm. follow yourself, track yourself that way. And mm-hmm. uh, I know, uh, you know, you've shared, you know, journal in a calendar. So you're able to go back in that right. calendar uh, mm-hmm. for accountability for yourself for mm-hmm. others to look at what you've done. I mean, you do that. Uh, right. Maybe you can share more about that. That is from the pastoral yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and, and again, that's that's something just um, early on in my ministry, um, and and this is not something that's it has to be true of everyone. But um, my my mother had a tremendous work ethic, and mm-hmm. she ingrained it in me. And so when the church, I can remember when the church <clears throat> grew to the point where they were going to call me full-time into ministry, I, I didn't want uh, to be lazy. I didn't want to, uh, they're paying me a full-time salary, you know, so I, I, I didn't want to uh, spend my days on the golf course or, or, you know, fishing or whatever. They were calling me to visit and to mm-hmm. pray and to spend, spend time so I could spend time in the Word and prepare and the only way that I could find to to make sure that I was doing that efficiently was journaling, mm-hmm. and and so I would keep a calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go back, you know, to to 1985 and tell you who all I visited in the hospital that day, what the visit was like, and you know where where I spent my time and, and so forth. But that's that's uh, a little bit different than the kind of journaling we're talking about here. But for me, it was accountability. Mm-hmm. And um, to keep me on focus as a pastor, that I, I didn't get lazy, that I didn't get negligent. You know, the church, uh, it was investing in me. And at that time, you know, I was going through um, seminary and, and balancing a lot of different things. So I wanted to make sure that I gave the church uh, their, their time. And, yeah. and so uh, that was important to me. But... Um, but not just that kind of accountability, but the accountability of, of spending time in the Word and mm-hmm. and um, and spending time in prayer and and, and spending time with people. Uh, it, it's easy if we're not careful in ministry to live in a fishbowl and, and spend all of our time locked away in our in our office and not engaging and not being with our people when they're hurting and so forth. So uh, all of those things, ministry-wise, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would. And I've, I've taught other staff members over the years, you know, that they needed to do that as well, to hold themselves accountable because, you know, our men, our jobs, we don't clock in and out mm-hmm. because we're, we're constant. We're 24-7. We're, we're on the call all the time. So there may be evenings that we're doing things in ministry. Um, so it's not like, you know, an 8-to-5 kind of job. So you got to make sure that you're, that you're 
keeping yourself accountable to spend time uh, serving the Lord by serving his people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think work ethic, you know, that's something uh, that every every Christian should take seriously. Um, well, that's, if, yeah. And yeah I, um, I think that sometimes this is why some people have no uh, respect for pastors is because they know pastors who are lazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, they know pastors who spend all week in the things of the world and mm-hmm. get up and give them a microwave sermon on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that after yes, a while. Yes, you can. Yep. And so they lose respect mm-hmm. for the man of God who's not because they're working full time jobs yeah. and they're yeah. they're teaching Sunday school mm-hmm. they're coming we forget Trying sometimes to spend time with family yes and they're they're doing all that and yep. serving in the church yep. and they're paying us you know to prepare mm-hmm. all week so we we need to be good students mm-hmm. yeah know. yeah but even for you know just uh, the you know Christian who's not uh, in ministry vocational ministry uh, who wants to take their labor in the Lord. Serious, whatever right. Voca- right, vocation it they're is. in, and and you want to be efficient so that you can uh, juggle uh, your job and your family life and make time to serve in the church, right. uh, volunteer. Uh, that would be something that you would recommend uh, to them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there should not two words should go, a, a, a lazy Christian. Mm. That means if you're working when I worked in a factory, mm-hmm. you know I should give my boss. 40 hours, yep, faithful that's work. Right. You know? That's right. Whatever we do, we do mm-hmm. it unto the Lord. Amen. And Amen. so sometimes, you know, you, you have two employees and one's a believer and one's not a believer, and the the believer's slacking off and he's not working when the boss is wa- not watching mm-hmm. and all that. What kind of testimony that's is right. that? We're, we're to serve ultimately as we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we do all things uh, as, as unto the Lord. And so in the workplace, I've always said, the best workers ought to be Christians. Amen. The most honest, the most hardworking, most dependable, it ought to be Christian people because they understand we're serving as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. A lot comes out of journaling. Yes, it does. Yeah, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of purposes and methods. Keeping record. Keeping yeah. record. Yeah. 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 Amen. Um, anything else you guys uh, want to talk about or bring up? Be patient with yourself and don't feel like you got to write a book every time you sit down. <laughs> sometimes yeah, you write right. a lot, sometimes right, you write right. a little. Yep. Sometimes you won't write nothing. Yeah. But you can write the date, the scripture, and maybe, you know, not just about you, but, you know, as a husband, you know, as a father, writing down prayers yeah. for your kids, for mm-hmm. their well, soon-to-be yeah. spouses one day, and, or, mm-hmm. you know, praying for their spouses before they're married, praying God would bring that. So many things. So Amen. Just be patient. Don't, don't get. I would also just you know to remind people uh, when you're writing these kind of journals, if if you're going to leave them for the next generations, we we need to be mindful of that. We don't want to mm-hmm. write anything hurtful. We don't want to yes. write anything that's that because yeah. after you're passed away, they can't reconcile with you. Right. You know, yeah. if you leave a if you leave a got such a, a letter or you leave a you know something that's really yeah. hurtful, mm. and now you're gone. Mm. So reading reading somebody's journal, mm-hmm. if it's mean spirited or yeah. if or if or it's raw, learn, or you learn that you hurt them, yeah, yeah, and then you can't get you know. So yeah. I'm I'm not saying don't be truthful and don't be uh, raw with your emotion, but also in the back of your mind, remember what's this going to read like after I'm dead and gone? Because yeah, I don't want to hurt my grandkids or my my kids, and they read something in there and say, "Man, I never knew that." Mm-hmm. 
you know, I never knew he felt that way. Mm-hmm. How can I fix that now? He's gone. So I think we, we should be careful that we're not taking, you know, cheap shots at people <laughs> after we're gone, you know. That's right. And we could do that uh, unintentionally by, by not being careful and guarded about what we what we do put in, in paper and ink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Also, I, I guess we need to is, – is, we're going to be putting the – you're going to have it up there, the, the number for people. We're having the, uh, the Q&A this coming Sunday night um, in the sanctuary, and all the, uh, all the preachers who preach through this series will be on the, on the stage, and we'll be doing Q&A, panel discussion. And so we will have a, uh, a number for people to text mm-hmm. a question um, about any of the spiritual disciplines or, again, about other things that you're struggling with if you would like for the pastors to, uh, to dialogue about it. So mm-hmm. I look forward to that. I, I, it's, you never know what you're going to get. Right. <laughs> I, I kind of like that part. You know, you, you never know what, what God's going to prompt uh, someone to, uh, to ask. And I've always learned that a lot of times when you're answering one person's question, there's a lot of yeah. other people who had the same yeah, question right. that didn't mm-hmm. ask yeah, it. That's so. right. Yeah, awesome. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So we got one more uh, podcast coming up in the series, and that will be going over the, the Q&A. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, uh, Maybe have on our brother Joe. We've brought another pastor on, Joe Morales. Have him jump on and get to know him a little bit. Yeah, maybe so. We'll, we'll see what yeah. uh, next week has, has in store. Yeah. Um, but I hope you guys enjoyed um, the discussion on journaling. You'll take it to heart. Um, find ways to integrate that in, uh, in your life that you are uh, committing to the Lord as you discipline yourself for godliness. So until next time, God bless you. We'll see you then.